This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Legit Check. I'm your host, Yeezy Bust. I'm here with one of my homies, Jordan Bentley from Hypeland. What up, y'all? So, we out here. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on the show. And let's just kind of like start things off with, so who are you? I make clothes, you know, <laughs> like that. I feel like that's the way to keep it simple. But my name is Jordan Bentley, as you just said. I own Hypeland. Hypeland is a streetwear brand. We do a lot of stuff with anime and then a lot of cutting. So a lot of different things. You know, we do. I try to keep it fun within the same space that everybody kind of operates in. So that's like my bread and butter day and night. That's streetwear what's up. clothes. Yeah, that's what's up. So how did it all start? Like, what's the background behind Hypeland? Like, like, did you have another brand before? Did you have a few? Because I know a lot of people are they're like, yeah, what he was telling me, like with Menace. Yeah. How did it all start? Like, so I've never had another brand. I've thought about starting a couple other ones, but Hypeland has been like my first baby since forever. I started making clothes when I was 13 years old. I like printed a couple t-shirts with my friends in like middle school and like we'd sell stuff, you know, on campus, make a couple of dollars here and there. But, you know, what really made the brand start was probably like my experience in like high school. I remember remember driving around one summer after I got like after I stopped printing stuff at home and I finally found like a silk screen printer with my mom and like we bought a Prius and my mom drove around that whole summer and like we took orders from people like driving all the way around like Los Angeles. I remember at one point in time we drove like to San Diego to like deliver like ten dollar t shirts in the Prius and it was like <laughs> it was a tight story, man. It was like we weren't making any money, but my mom like really supported me. So she's like, you know, like I this kid it. is like selling stuff like at school, is doing well at school, like at local high schools, I used to get in trouble at school for selling shirts and it was just like a support process. So it was like That's awesome. I said it's pretty it's pretty organic start, you know, really just like more so a product of interest. I yeah. wasn't never like I was never like a kid that was like, yo man, I wanna be the next Supreme or I wanna own a brand or like I wanna be like this. It was just kinda like I like T shirts and I grew up like watching the hundreds like come up. I grew up watching Diamond. I remember seeing like Dre and like all these people back when I was in I think 13 years old when I first found out about the hundreds, just going to stuff and being a consumer. So I figured like, Hey, why not try this myself? And then it just kind of picked up and became what it is today, like organically. So it's, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a really interesting backstory. I feel like I always tell people it was never a brand. It was more like a hobby. And then I yeah. just kind of like fell into my lap as I got older. And then I understood like, wow, I can actually make money. I remember like when I, I want to say, I think I was a junior in high school. Like I had a teacher who was like, I don't want to call him racist, but I know he didn't like me. And like he <laughs> called the principal and like they took all my stuff from class. They like took me out the class and was like, hey, like you can't be selling this. And I had like a thousand, I made, I think my first thousand dollars for the day. And they're like, you know, we're going to take your money or we're going to like suspend you for three days. And I was just like, bro, suspend me. I'm not giving you my money. Like I'm like, bro, I've That's been crazy. selling this. Yeah. It's like, and I used to like hustle out of a duffel bag and like I played tennis at the time. So like I'd keep stuff stashed in my like locker, my like tennis bag, like duffel bag. I was also selling candy so it was like i was like this hustling <laughs> kid man. trying to just make like make <laughs> as much money as possible and it was like it's like dang you get in trouble it's like that's all your support like don't y'all like want Dude. kids to like make money like come on man yeah that's but, crazy that's wild man yeah so it was, has it always been the same brand or yeah it's always been the same brand like i like i said i've, I've thought about started other things now that i'm a little older and i kind of know the ins and out of out of fashion a little bit more but yeah it's always been hype and that's been like my baby forever and i'm like fortunate enough to 
have it be to where it is right now to be able to like take care of so much and just have my first project be my most successful project. So how uh, how how did you get that name? Where did the name come from? Mm, that's like an interesting story. So like okay, we like uh, inter- interesting stories. <laughs> yeah. So the name doesn't really mean anything so okay. much. The mo- the logo means more now than it did back when it first started. But I remember back when I was in eighth grade or seventh grade, maybe. Me and my friends were like fans of hype beasts. So we we're like, oh man, like we want to do something like called, like based around like the word hype. So it was like called Hype LA originally. Okay. And then I don't know how we ended up like coming with the land piece, but I think one of my friends made a suggestion was like, yo man, LA is like called the land sometimes. Like let's change it up and like make it different and like let's do it hype land with like the E. I don't know who made the suggestions to do like take off the E, but we ended up taking the E off because I don't think we didn't want to be known for like copying hype beasts. And then we yeah. kind of stuck with the name Hype Land. Oh, okay. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. The name is like an interesting piece because like, you know, it's like one of those things where like if I'm like now that I'm older, if I make another brand, it's definitely not going to be called Hypeland. It'll be like (laughs) something different. But it kind of stuck with like consumers and like people like the name. So I was like, hey, like one, don't change it. Just keep it kind of going and like keep the following that we have right now. So that's been like a, you know, interesting, interesting takeaway kind of. Well, one thing, one thing that I really love about Hypeland is the fact that it's so not like supreme or like palace or something it's Mm -hmm. you really created like your own lane and especially what you're doing now with like anime i think it's sick i appreciate that like like growing up like i was a big naruto guy Mm -hmm. tell you this (laughs) i never i I never was allowed to watch it really my mom never allowed me to okay okay. so that's why i had to watch it with like my friends Mm -hmm. but we used to do all the jutsus and shit okay when I was in fourth grade, okay. like literally on the playground, we mm-hmm. used to be like doing all the hand motions and stuff. Yeah. I never would say that I was a part of that culture, but mm-hmm. I definitely had friends who were like super into it. Like bought all those like thick comic books and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, you know what I'm t- like the little ones. Yeah, I have a ton of them. I know exactly. What so I was only into Naruto and mm-hmm. that, that was like it. But like that was a very short phase. I would say I was probably into it for like maybe a year. And like with me, I literally was not allowed to buy the comics my mom would not let me watch it because it was funny because at one time i watched him do the it was, it was called the sexy jutsu yeah uh-huh. and my mom saw all these girls pop up on the screen my mom was like no turn that off That's right inappropriate. now no and way. that was it and i'm serious and dude and like I, I always want to eat top ramen with my yeah. friends because like that's what like naruto would always like like you, you know exactly yeah, what i'm talking uh-huh. about like that's what i was like i was always like super into like the whole Japanese like art style, I, I like still to this day I am. Yeah, of course. Like I told you, when I went to Tokyo, dude, I like Japan's like my second favorite place in the world. What's your first favorite place? Barcelona, Spain. Okay, I've never been, so I can't. It's, I can't get. You, I can't. I can't amazing. give my feedback on that one. But Tokyo is. I'm happy it's number two, dude. Are like, you going to the Olympics this year? Are you trying to go? I want to go. Yeah, but Tokyo is a very close second. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I went there with Dre for like a week. I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't blame you. Like, dude, when I was there, like, I legit was supposed to leave uh, to Sydney for SneakerCon. Mm-hmm. And, like, I pushed it as maximum as I possibly could to the point where, like, literally I flew in the night before SneakerCon at, like, 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had to wake up at 8 to go to the show. You're like, hmm, this flight is 12 <laughs> hours. Let me, like, let's go there yeah. 13 hours this is just so we get an hour to get there. Dude. Take a shower and get there. It, it, that's literally what happened. I think the Japanese culture is, like so incredible it's a different planet i know that the anime culture is so tight-knit yeah. and like they like oh you don't watch like all these different like whatever like it's like oh okay you don't know shit yeah it's kind of like sneakers yeah in a no way. it is it, honestly it really is i mean you really think about it there's anime expos there's sneaker cons i mean even streetwear and fashion is like a protected community too Absolutely. Like, if you don't know what you should know the people inside the communities exiled. yeah you get exiled have you always been an anime guy, like super into it and you just like wanted to bring it into your brand and people accepted it? Or did you always think in the back of your head, like I want to do these collabs? Kind of taking a step back. I feel like the brand has always been like a product of my interest. No, totally. So like with the basketball stuff, like I, I like playing basketball. I'm not, I'm not the best at it, but like my brother plays basketball. So like I pull influence from that. And then like the worldwide stuff that you see all the time kind of came when I was in college, I did international studies and business. So it was like, it was always a part of my interest. So like the anime piece, if you go back, like I was like that kid in fourth grade, like similar to you, but I used to get teased for like, liking anime. And even when I was in college, I like 
would always connect and like watch these different shows and i like remember just you know wanting to go to anime expo like growing up and like that just being a like a core part of who i am like anime is the reason i got into like fashion for the first part because i'm like yo i'm interested like anime got me into like the japanese culture like when babe and nigo and all this stuff was like really blooming in japan when we were i want to say when maybe when we were in like middle school that yeah. that was like my first introduction to that genre yeah so it's always been something of my interest i think that the literal connection though with the brand kind of came as a just like a random opportunity i remember i was talking to like mike sherman he's like one of my good friends the guy at chinatown market Mm -hmm. and he was saying like yo go to this like licensing show like if you have things that you like want to like collaborate with this is like how people get these collaborations it's not like they're hitting these studios up so i went with my mom it was like random and then i remember seeing like viz media and like viz owns like all the shonen jump stuff they do like some of dragon ball z they do some of like naruto bleach hunter hunter like any show you can think of and i was like you know i was fortunate enough to like meet somebody who like liked the brand they like saw kind of like what i saw they knew it was like authentic and they kind of gave me an opportunity and things just kept rolling from that but like my main goal kind of with the anime stuff was like yo like i've been a fan of like anime forever and i was teased for being in this culture i wanted to make things for the people like me who had like interest in anime but also have like other interests in fashion and you know want to be the anime guy but not be the anime guy quote unquote if you wear it you see it and you're like oh dang like this is from my favorite show like this is a naruto reference right but someone who hates anime can wear it because they like like the piece rather than like liking the show if that makes any sense gotcha. you know what i mean no so totally i would say it's always been under the surface but i think more like more recently i was just like yo let me take this more directly nobody's doing this anime stuff like let's just kind of see what it did and then like i mean now it's like going crazy like we're growing so many followers every day like we have a collaboration with naruto dropping in like two weeks That's like awesome, man. it's so much kind of going on so you know it's just random opportunity kind of just as a product of interest this is it your moment This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. High plan has always been like a direct representation of yourself and your yeah. self-interest and kind of like people around you, as in like what you're talking about with your brother. Because mm-hmm. Didn't it used to be called High Plan Worldwide? Yeah, I think that had to do with like it. It it did. It I felt like it was always called. That's like a hard question. Like, was that just the Instagram handle or something? No, so it was always Hypeland. But like the worldwide thing was like was just like kind of how we design stuff. Okay, I I stopped doing the worldwide thing because I felt like Hypeland is the brand. You know what I mean? Like Hypeland Worldwide can be a design, but Hypeland is like just the entity that it is. The worldwide kind of like I don't know. I felt like we were being pigeonholed to it too because like a lot of our first initial like like hype or like growth from the brand came from like the worldwide design so like when i first dropped that flag hoodie when i was in high school or like when i first made these like world famous jackets that had like this japanese lettering like everything was like based around this flag thing but then like everybody and their mom started doing like the worldwide stuff but i remember being on reddit 
like and um high beast forms and i would send the 10 deep guys designs all the time i was like yo dude like this is my favorite brand like back in high school then they made a collection that was literally like super similar it was like same graphic flips wow. same like flags on the sleeve and it was wow. just like it for me it was like i can't be I, as a creator like i can't be like yo they copy me but i remember being in high school being so disappointed because i'm like dang man i really looked up to this brand and now like they made something super similar and I can't do anything about it. And then yeah. like Huff was making stuff that said worldwide. And like I said, I'm not claiming that I made it first, but it's just like, it's hard when it's like, dang man, like I'm looking up to these brands and like, these are totally. my favorite brands. Absolutely. Like we have the same influence, but it's just like, dang bro. Like this is not original anymore. So I yeah. just like dropped the worldwide and just kind of started doing like my own thing. under high plan. Yeah. I respect that. So you would say that Japanese culture is probably like your biggest inspiration behind for sure, hundred percent. Everything now, or was it always? I won't say every. I don't. I won't say everything. Okay. It's been a big. I would say it's been my first introduction, or like my first influence. Gotcha. Because if it wasn't for like the anime piece, I don't think I would have explored into other things too. Yeah. Because like, I mean, obviously, I have like different interests. Like my favorite brands are like tech wear stuff, and it okay. just so happens to have like a lot of Japanese brands are like that. But yeah, that was like my first introduction. It's like I got into skateboarding and being in california is what really exposed me to streetwear like right. had i not like been around the skateboard culture like when i was young i would have never found out about like supreme or like the hundreds or like diamond or any of the brands within like the fairfax culture back in like i won't even say 2010 i'll say like 20, 20 2009 you know what yeah. i mean like 2008 like when things are really starting to grow like i don't know if you, i don't know if you remember but when diamond had the store like that was on fairfax but it was like down where like the clsc or like flight club was mm-hmm. like da- just kind of yep. down on that street mm-hmm. and like it was like a small store and like the hundreds like tiny corner store that used to have like the macbook in there you could come take pictures and everything and like yep. they had the collaboration with gravis and disney like that was like my first introduction and then like of course too like dta and like rogue status had a store on like i want to say like crescent heights or something like that just mm-hmm. in that area so that was like that like la piece has been like my like a big influence for me with like streetwear directly like the Absolutely. japanese pieces fueled like design ins- inspiration and like influence in terms of like brands but my core streetwear like yo like i know about this as i'm into this came from like me being in la and like having freedom and like being able to go around and just like kind of submerge myself in that culture being young you know no absolutely yeah you were like the coolest kid in school if you were wearing a hundreds mm-hmm. shirt or a diamond shirt yeah of course that was like the that was like the shit and diamond I, more so than the hundreds too if you had that little tag at the bottom of your shirt people were like damn yeah. he knows <laughs> they're like he got a fire shirt on <laughs> and i crazy. and i guess like i guess where i grew up pink dolphin wasn't that big mm-hmm but I guess that was also kind of in the mix mm-hmm. in LA, especially. Yeah. But dude, it's crazy how much like fashion has changed. Like, it, it, you know, what's even more nuts is like Nick Diamond. Mm. Like, obviously, me being friends with Dre, yeah. I got acquainted with him, and like, I, I was just like, damn, like it's crazy that I know this guy now, and like literally. I couldn't even afford one of his shirts yeah. like when I was in middle school. But I like when you see that kid wearing a diamond shirt, you're just like, shit. That, yeah. that was like the that was like back in the day when you see someone now wearing like like a Supreme box logo, right? Yeah, like you'd be like, like, oh, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I, I won't even say Supreme box. logo. I feel like off white, bro. Yeah, like, I feel like yeah, everything nowadays more. is shifting towards like yeah, yeah. this higher end. Like a lot of my friends are in fashion week this like last week and they're all like, dude, every streetwear brand is trying to be like, higher end like trying to make cut and sew collections and this is like bro like i get it i understand like the demographic is changing but stay true to yourself because but, people will not be able to afford that expensive stuff forever you know what but I mean? bro like then again the high fashion is trying to go streetwear yeah it's like everybody i feel like everybody's confused yeah it's like a drake bar where he's like i don't know don't call me if i'm wrong i know it's a lot of drake fans yeah but they're like i think he said like Pac ain't try to make music like mike and mike and try to rap like Pac. like i feel like that sticks with me like so tough like yeah. steven texted me that and he's just like and i'm like yo that makes super sense it's like if you have a brand that's over here don't try and be like the brand over there it's like if totally. i try to make stuff like minutes it'd be like my customers don't want that. Or if men started doing like anime collabs, they'd be like, bro, your brands are so different. Like yeah. stay in your lane and like embrace your lane and really be the best that you can. Like don't try and like switch things up. I feel like now everybody's like kind of like dis- dysfunctional and like trying to figure out like the next move because, like, yeah. you know, they don't like the lane that they're in or something like that. They want something new and refreshing, you know? Yeah, no, of course. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though because sometimes it really revives a brand, like a collaboration would really revive a brand and yeah. sometimes it would kill it. Yeah. Like recently with the with the Stussy I was just going to say Dior, that example, bro. I was just going to say that. Like, I mean, what do you what do you think about it? I'm curious. First of all, I like what Kim does. Yeah, I think dude, he's, he's probably beast. like one of the best designers right now just in terms of like blending streetwear culture and like what's what's popular and like high-end so 
I mean, I definitely love that the the collection and the pieces specifically. Like, eh, I can kind of give or take less. I think right. I think he's made like better collaborations before, but the yeah. collection looks good. But I think he really does like a good job of putting the collaborations. And then you see like the impact now. Like Sean is going to start like another brand himself now, just because of like the strength of that collaboration. But yeah. before he like retired Stussy and like was done with it, and like now he's like all of a sudden like this OG that's back in the game doing his thing. You know. And, and the crazy thing is, pe- people think that it's a Dior Stussy collab. Yeah. Like as in the brand, mm-hmm. but no, it's not. It's a it's a Dior and Sean Stussy collab, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's a comp- like, and it's so cool because now it's like he's an artist yeah. more than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I, I thought the collection was cool, but I wasn't obsessed with it. Mm. But the Jordans are are dope. Yeah. I'm knowing myself. I'm probably gonna get a pair. Well, you have to, bro. That's your job. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, if you get a plug, hey, let me know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little invite only event. <laughs> I need the lows or the highs. I take either one. I'm not a picky guy. Yeah, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I mean, it is my job. So unfortunately, I do have to spend four thousand dollars on a shoe. I really like what they're trying to do. I really respect it, and mm-hmm. I think it's dope. But then again, it's still gonna be a two thousand dollar shoe retail. Retail. Which is crazy to me. I wonder what resale is going to be like or something like that. Honestly, well, this is the thing. I'll give you an example. Like uh, Supreme Swarovski collab mm. was really expensive retail. Yeah. Like the shirts were, I think, 400 Yeah. And they're not reselling for that much. But then you look at like the Supreme Louis Vuitton stuff and that resells for so much. But that, dude, like that was like... Groundbreaking. That's the, time, the, yeah. the one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the one that really, like you said, groundbreaking. It was crazy because, dude, like... Louis Vuitton sued Supreme like 10 years before or yeah. whatever or however for the, many for years. The, yeah, for the skateboard decks and everything. Yeah, yeah and then, then they made a collab like arguably the world's biggest streetwear brand and the world's biggest luxury brand, luxury brand came together and dude, it that shit was sick. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Like it just, and it was so different for Louis Vuitton too. Because I feel like you, when you look at LV, you think like this elitist, like I don't even want to say like suburban mom, but like this like <laughs> yeah. suburban mom thing. It's like oh, she has her Louis Vuitton purse, and then like Supreme, its core is like grungy skate kids who don't care about that. It's like complete opposite worlds and they meet together and i remember i don't know if you remember but when it dropped people were like this is gonna kill louis vuitton like why are they making their bags yep. red and then like you look at it now it's like i've seen like in south coast plaza like irvine i've seen like moms wearing like supreme lv box logo hoodies or like having <laughs> the bags and i'm just like i'm like this mom probably has no idea yeah. but she has like a young son who have like a, a matching shirt and it's just like it's like you guys don't even it's like you from a cultural standpoint you don't get it but i get it it's yeah, like yeah. this is tight it's like i mean dude, i mean at the end of the day to so many people it's just a collection yeah but, but you know what's crazy like i never wore a louis vuitton really like, I never i was never like i loved louis vuitton for their leather shit mm. like all my leather goods are louis vuitton my yeah. wallet my belt like my watch case my duffel everything yeah is all um dummy life flex little subtle I, flex your duffel i'm <laughs> like okay you don't have to you don't have to drop the duffel in there bro i don't know it's like hey man let me just hide my sandals like oh i right, know yeah no i'm oh, dude i love Graffiti. like i like it because it's more low-key yeah it's a, if you know you know piece mm. and it goes with everything mm. ever since i was a kid like since like kanye used to wear louis and oh, I, louis vuitton Lu- don man he's kanye, was, kanye is really ahead of the curve man. he had a collab know. with them way back in the bro day. you remember when he used to like wear like like carry on goyard trunks and shit yeah. before goyard was even a thing yeah way way, way. before like, he pe- was wearing prada and everything back bro, in the day too people are trying to give asap rocky credit for goyard and i'm like Mm-mm, man kanye been and then people kanye were drawing him him i want to say like don c even virgil was around back then oh, yeah, like all totally. i mean at least i mean like matthew williams i think his name is it's like mm-hmm. all those dudes were in that space for yep. so long ago like way 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 ahead of the curve and yep. it's just like people are just catching on now no of course so i mean dude like since i was a kid i was like holy shit like i i love louis vuitton mm-hmm. but they're leather stuff yeah i was never a fan of the clothes because mm-hmm. like you said it was kind of like a you know like because it was like a polo t-shirt with a little tiny LV or sometimes they didn't even have it on there and it was like $600 and it's a gray polo and it's like okay you can go to Kohl's and get the same thing with a different tag on it for five bucks and bro and like dude honestly like even though like Louis Vuitton was tight like when I was in high school I would never buy something like that even if I had the money like I feel like Ralph Lauren Polo was cool like when I was in middle school high school it's like it's like you could have gave me a choice I probably would have picked the Ralph Lauren Polo over like LV back when I was in middle school and high school it's Mm -hmm. like it's like I'm not this LV Polo is not finna give me no girls it's like this (laughs) this is big Ralph Lauren horse (laughs) hoodie is what's gonna get me like all the girls at the football game you know I'm like I feel like nobody was thinking like that we all know? we all went through that phase yeah but i mean yeah i mean dude up until recently though the clothes were still like that yeah like i'd still like i remember like my first big purchase i ever made was actually like i'll show you is this wallet right here 
I've had this for Bar. four years. I wear it. I use it every single day. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, for you guys listening. It's just a little um, Louis Vuitton uh, Damier Grofit card holder. Mm. Like, and I work. I remember I worked my ass off to get this, and mm. it was it was three hundred fifty bucks. It's, yeah. Like, it's a lot of money, but if you look at it in retrospect, it's not. Yeah. Um, compared to like a five thousand dollar purse. Yeah. But dude, I use it every single day. Like the quality is amazing. Like dude, four years and like it looks brand new. Yeah. So that to me, it was like the best thing ever. But anyway, so my point is when I walked in to buy it, I low key like walked around like the clothes and dude, literally every single shirt or pants or everything. I was like trash. Yeah. No, not trash. Like obviously. No, nah, you can say trash. Some, like, of, some of it. I mean, it's made excellent. It's yeah, quality is amazing. Absolutely. But design wise, negatory. Like bro. All I saw was like khaki pants or like suit pants and shit. And I was like, this stuff just looks like something that like a 55 year old white dude with like long hair and like Ferragamo shoes on would wear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's just like, it's definitely made for a certain demographic of yeah, people. For sure. for like sure. very high class and like, I don't know. I never, I never liked it. And then like w- actually Kim Jones for me mm-hmm. and his collections was kind of what introduced me. To, not even really the clothes as much, but more so like kind of like the, the wacky leather pieces. Yeah. Like I have uh, the newbie with the upside down LV. Okay. Like I thought that shit was so fire. Yeah. And I love the upside down LV. And like yeah. even some of the clothes I started warming up to it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, obviously Supreme Louis Vuitton. I'm not even like that is a whole different thing, but yeah. like the other collections, I was never a fan of it. Then Virgil came and then he went straight streetwear. Yeah. His shit is straight. Like he's wearing, uh, like he made baseball caps and like camo. Like I never thought that I would see a Louis Vuitton camo like bag, uh, bag or anything. Uh, well, besides but, but the Murakami. I'm like, but, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I was, I was just about to bring that up. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. OD, like old, old stuff. I'm surprised you even knew that was Murakami. I feel like most people don't know. Dude, come like, on, bro. I know a little bit. I know hey, a little hey, bit. Hey, <laughs> man, I mean, I, you know, I expect it, but you know, nowadays everybody's like an internet warrior. They're bro. like, oh man, like that's just camo LV. I got that camo LV. It's bro. like, you don't even know who that is. Bro, bro. like you can be anime busta and say that I'm, I don't know anything about anime, which I don't. I'm all. not going to bust you. I'm not going to bust but you. But fashion... <laughs> fashion like i've gotten so much more into it and like i mean you know it's part of my job essentially yeah of course so shout out to dre because dude he really got me into like like japanese brands because bro it's crazy this is a really funny story so when i went to japan with dre Mm -hmm. he took me to the capital store Mm. and he's like dude this is like the new thing this is going to be a year from now everyone's going to be wearing this shit yeah and i was like I was like, oh, okay, cool. He took me to the store and it was all a bunch of weird ass clothes. Mm. Super weird. Yeah, of course. And like, dude, <laughs> this is crazy. And I don't know if I should say this, but like literally there was wooden dildos all around the store. Mm-hmm. Like little ones, big ass ones, like all around. <laughs> little one. <laughs> like, dude, no, like I'll show you a picture when we leave. There was you literally- took a picture of the dildos, bro? Dude, I... I <laughs> Bro, I, I literally, I, I, I had to. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? is a clothing store. And there's wooden dildos everywhere. Yeah. And it was weird as fuck. You're like, why are there dicks everywhere? And, I was just trying to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> and, then, and then Andre, uh, Dre was talking about like, oh, dude, this is so sick. And I'm like, You're I'm like, like Dre, what's wrong with you, bro? Come on. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not going to buy any piece of clothing within 10 feet yeah. of a wooden dildo. You're like, oh, man, it's a dick on the left side of the store. I can't buy that shirt, man. That <laughs> like, shirt is nice, like, but no way. You're like, bro, have you been to the Capitol store in yeah, Tokyo? Of course. So you know that there's three. Uh-huh. And did you go to the one where you're like you have to go through this weird entrance and you have to take your shoes off before you walk in? Mm, I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think I did. I haven't been I haven't been to Tokyo in like, like two years. Bro, so legit like you have to walk up this flight of stairs and there's someone there explicitly telling oh, you to take okay, your okay, shoes okay, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you okay, know okay, what I'm talking about? Yeah. And like so I was like, oh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And like Dre was wearing like solar red like Yeezy twos, yeah. And I was wearing uh, I don't remember, but some expensive sneaker. You're like I don't want to take my shoes off. Right yeah, I'm, I'm like no, nah, I'm good. And and she's like no, no, you have to. Or, 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 or Dre was talking, and he's like okay. So we both took our shoes off and we walk in. And dude, it was the weirdest store. I felt like I was in somebody's like attic who was like deranged. Mm-hmm. Like literally everything was like hanging from the ceiling and shit. And I was like, dude, this is so weird. Like get me the fuck out. Yeah. And then. We went to the last Capital store, which had some of the cooler shit. It had like the bandana, the more like streetwear esque stuff, or the, the stuff that's more popular right now. Exactly. So even back then, like all the smiley face stuff was the biggest shit, mm-hmm. but it was all sold out. And yeah. I saw like in the catalogs, I was like, dude, like have you seen those jeans that are like all patchwork with like this smiley, smiley face all over them? Yeah, those are fire. Yeah, very much so. But like, bro, they sold out so quickly. Like they didn't have any of that stuff. They only had kind of like the weird because you know Capital makes some weird shit. Yeah. So recently, like. 
I started seeing like all the stuff with like the bones on it, which I like. I this is like one of my favorite sweaters. Yeah. So when I was coming in, I saw it. I was like, oh dang, that's a capital sweater. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I mean, like, I'm not surprised you knew, but I was just <laughs> like, I feel like that's not something, especially in LA, you see people walking around with. No, because it's expensive and it's like. It's like uh, if you know, you know kind of brand, and 100%. like you gotta really be in the space in order to like really know and like like you know spend the money on it too. It's not like an off white piece. Like you could buy an off white sweater for like the same cost maybe, but like yeah. you know somebody would rather spend the off white because that'll give them like the street exactly. credibility and recognition rather than like a capital sweater where it's just like a, a subtle nod. Like you get that nod for it. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And, and like that. That's the way my fashion's changed like that's what i'm into Mm -hmm. you know i'd rather somebody be like oh dude that that's like a dope capital sweater Mm -hmm. but you know what's crazy i get so many compliments on the sweater from random people they're like i love your sweater where did you get it and i'm like oh it's it's this japanese brand and like oh where can i buy it and then like i'll I'll, like show them like the website they're pulling it up it's like this like old like people like you know what i mean like they put their glasses on like oh my god that sweater is like six hundred dollars yeah and i'm like yeah you know it's a designer sweater like what that looks like an ugly christmas sweater it's like like, you know yeah uh so that but to me i think i think it's i I love it Mm -hmm. i think it's super dope like i i I got i got into the brand a lot like i got into japanese brands a lot like dude like undercover undercover love it love it dude like that brand is so slept on right now so slept on and bro like did you see their collab with valentino yeah, I did. I Dude, actually, I did. I did. They had some sick pieces. I Valentino didn't even know does that really trying. good collaborations too, though. Bro, I didn't even know that they did a collab undercover. Yeah. You know how I found out? I think I went to a Neiman Marcus and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, when did this come out? Oh, it came out last season. I was like, what? What? Yeah. I was like, where Where was I mm. when this came out? That's crazy. But dude, like, I, I got into stuff where literally it's an if you know, you know type, type mm. basis. So like all the Japanese brands, because I know I know for a fact, bro, a year from now, you're going to see all the hype beasts walking around with the newest uh, sneaker. You wearing, think, you wearing, think so? I, I'll put money on it. I low key, I might disagree with you on that one. Really? Yeah, because like I feel like some of the Japanese brands, they kind of keep the culture so like tight knit that I don't think that it would get to that point. It's like, it's like if, like for example, you can look at like a brand like Stone Island and like that's like a super hype brand now because like Drake is wearing it, but it's still so expensive and hard to get so people aren't really on it like that. It's like, you might see people with a patch here and there or like they might wear like the hoodies, like the basic level stuff. Yeah. But they're in, with like the higher end Japanese pieces, there is no like entry level piece because it's like hard to get and it's expensive so it's like unless you're on it we won't ever get to the point where it's like oh man like capital is like sold out and it's for everybody now and it's everywhere like they're like right they stick true to themselves if that makes any sense no no totally no no it's kind of like visvum right exactly it's like it's like because because visvum like drake was wearing visvum kanye was wearing visvum the moccasins back when we were in middle school absolutely and like and like visvum is still low key to the mainstream yeah but I don't know. There's just something about the Japanese brands that is like, dude, needles. I was just, gonna, I was, just, bro, I was just gonna bring up needles next. Bro, to I didn't even know CDG was a Japanese brand. Really? I thought it was a French brand. Bro, they're, Calme they're de Garçon. Stu- like, yeah, that's come true. on, bro. That's true. Like, I always thought it was like a French brand, and then like, I was like, I was like, because uh, Dre's like, oh, dude, CDG's cheaper here, and I was like, oh, why? Isn't that a, a European brand? That's where all the play stuff comes from, bro. You yeah. can literally go to Japan and like, I don't know if you've been, you've been to Tokyo, so like, you yeah. know, you go in the mall and have that little play booth. Mm-hmm. You can literally buy play clo- play CDG stuff for like forty. Yep. come back to the u.s and sell that exact same shirt for 90 dollars retail or more Easy. because it's just cdg you no, know what i mean absolutely crazy. and like i had no idea yeah i don't think that like, like you said i agree with you i don't think that like kids are going to be wearing it mm-hmm. but like dude you see all the rappers wearing capital now for sure oh, percent. like the oh. bone stuff the bone stuff is like even if it's not directly capital it's it's inspired by capital or it's a brand that's oh yeah inspired by capital or the sure. smiley face with like chinatown market had a huge impact on that yeah cactus plant flea market oh which for sure i wonder who ripped who ripped who but it's crazy because of the capital like i always thought cactus plant flea market was known for their double eyes and a mm. smiley face yeah but that was a that's a capital uh, thing capital thing yeah so who bit who for sure capital bit i mean not, not for sure capital is first sorry yeah capital is first definitely so, not cactus plant first so do you think chinatown market had any sort of do you think they were inspired because that's where i really started seeing the the smiley face shift mm. from them knowing mike i would say no you don't mike think so. is like a very forward thinker and he's like very smart within business so i would say i would say it, it might be like some subtle influence on like maybe a design standpoint yeah. but i don't think mike sought out and was like hmm i'm gonna go get the smiley face license because you know capital is popular right and because 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 when you really think about it my chinatown market has been around for a while 
And when they were doing the smiley face stuff, it was like before, I think it just kind of came as like a right piece of timing. It's like now the smiley stuff is like popular and Mike happened to be like gotcha. the guy who is like Mike is a smiley face now, you know. So like I feel like it just was like random coincidence. He's happy. I don't Mike doesn't rub me as like a dude who's a copier. He's like an artist. So it's, it's really know. ironic because if you think about the brand. Yeah. It's really ironic. Yeah, it you know is. I mean? It is. But, it is. But I think what he did is genius. Yeah. Like genuinely, I think it's amazing. It's funny because a lot of people ask me about my opinion about mm-hmm. the whole thing because technically it's like fake stuff. Yeah. But dude, I think it's sick. You embrace the bootleg though, man. It's of like, course. It's of course. Like, like, bro, ba- fucking back when like Dapper Dan and shit. Yeah, like, you know, you always, that? always a yeah. custom piece. Like I feel like, I feel like there's always going to be a lane for that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think what Chinatown Market does that, that you... And, to like avoid that like backlash is they make it like purposely bootleg like they're not trying to like like if you wear a fake Louis Vuitton that's supposed to look like a real Louis Vuitton you're getting roasted but if you wear a fake <laughs> Louis Vuitton that's like clearly fake and you like embrace yeah. that it's fake it's funny people like it because they're like oh dang like this guy's confident like he's yeah. wearing this like cool bag versus being like the guy who can't afford a Louis Vuitton trying too hard to like fit in when it really should when you really shouldn't focus on that so I think that Mike does like a really good job of like blending that and he's like a product of like perfect opportunity like he has a bunch of interviews totally. out and like he always talks about like how he kind of got started with like the influence and i think he just kind of his brand just kind of came through at like the right timing with all this like higher end stuff going on he's like in the perfect place for the people who don't want to spend like six hundred dollars for a shirt but want that same look but also want to like save money and like and they don't mind like the bootleg yeah exactly because it's funny you know what i mean like mickey mouse wearing like it's like i don't know have you ever been to china before Yes, I have. So, like, if you go to, like, so have you ever been to, like, the bootleg markets before? Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you know, you go in there, you see, like, the Gucci shirts with, like, Peppa Pig on yep. them or, like, Mickey Mouse, like, Gucci, and they're all fake and funny. It's, like, Chinatown Market, it's, like, those are tight to us because it's, like, dang, this shirt looks so bad. It's funny. It's, yeah. like, Chinatown Market is the embodiment of, like, embracing yeah. that culture. It's, like, yeah. the people, it's, like, you have some people on one side who, like, take that stuff seriously and they're like yeah man we're gonna bootleg this gucci shirt and we're gonna put pepper on there because it's tight and then chinatown <laughs> market's like dude that's funny this is tight people like this let me just do this full time and that's why he's been so successful you know what i mean yeah no it's, it's dope. dope yeah it's it, really it, dope I, I think i think it's sick this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So with Chinatown Market, you said it's one of your favorite brands. What what are other brands that are your favorite? Obviously, your own is going to be one of your mm-hmm. favorites. But like, what would you say? Like, are you into more streetwear or like high fashion? Or 
I'm into I'm into both. I mean, well, I'm into like multiple brands for different reasons. I would say so. Like, I pull influence and I like different brands for different reasons. So, like for example, I like Rip and Dip a lot. I don't know if you follow them, but yeah. I think that like Ryan is probably one of the most creative and fun people within streetwear. He's like a very refreshing breath of air when you look at it because they do like a lot of events. They do crazy pop ups. They do installations. They do like like they do river floats and just crazy obscure stuff that you wouldn't think that a streetwear brand would do. So it's yeah. really refreshing and new. So like I feel that same way about Chinatown Market too they're like they made this customization piece their thing they're like new fresh and fun it's like refreshing in the face of fashion but then like my personal interest i really like brands like stone island like i've been into like tech wear forever like stone island's one of my favorite brands cavimp is one of my favorite brands i love that whole like techie futuristic type stuff and then like obviously i like i like i like kim jones a lot more i won't say like one specific brands i'm a fan of like what kim jones does but i'd say like probably like Stone Island probably be like my hands down favorite brand right now, just because like I spend a lot of money with them. You know, what okay. I mean, I really like how much they. Slight flex. I mean, not even. Bro. <laughs> no. I don't even want, that Capitol sweater is worth more than all I'm wearing. I don't want to hear it, dude. I I love Stone Island. Yeah, lo- like dude, sometimes I, I wear it without the patch. Honestly, like the the pants yeah. I have on right now are Stone Island. I'm like, I try to not buy stuff with the patch anymore. At first, yeah. it was like, first it was cool to have the patch, but now I feel like now it's, it becomes like this like. Ooh, you got a Stone Island piece on, like you're flexing. It's like, nah, bro, take the patch off. Like, give me a ghost Dude. piece or something where you can't tell it's Stone Island. And yep. get, like, because that's the stuff that like they really put the like emphasis on, like quality on the fabric or like Absolutely. really trying to innovate. So it's like different rather than like just making a hoodie with the badge in it you know what i mean yeah it's refreshing it's like you look at some of the material it's like dude like it's like the ice knit that they have it's like bro you put your hand on this and it turns a different color like that's tight in itself you know what i mean it's like you get a little warm like this blue turns purple and like this whole garment turns a different fabric or like just the materials they use it's like it'll be like a cotton that it's like it'll be like a hoodie that feels like a regular cotton hoodie but then you put water on it it's like full water repellent like it's just it just do so much in terms of innovation it's amazing i love quality yeah. The reason why I like nice things is because of the quality. And that's kind of why I never really got into buying fake shit mm. because the fake shit is not made of the same material. Honestly, though, bro, being in China, a lot of people think that some of these fakes are not that good. Bro, China, they on some different stuff, bro. It's like it's, they can make something pretty close. I mean, yeah, you don't get the same level of craftsmanship because it's just like if you made something versus me, like we're going to have a same different vision and end goal. But, dude, like... You can get some good stuff in China. I'm not saying buy fakes, oh, but no, like, it's like, I feel like just in general within like clothing that there's this like, there's this like dawning like message where people are like, man, if it's made in China, it's not good. It's like, no, bro. Like some of the best stuff is made in China. China is oh, like the global powerhouse for a reason. You know what I mean? Like they Dude. make great stuff because they are like, it's like, yeah, look at the iPhone. Look at a lot of the, like a lot of the brands that you like, like, love and that you're fans of make their stuff in China. They buy yeah. their fabrics from China. It's like, it only makes sense. It's just a different Absolutely. place in the world, you know? I just think that, but when I, when I mean quality and materials, like for me, it's more so about like how it's made. Mm-hmm. I'm a big watch guy. Oh, we know, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I see the wrist, nah. man. I see the wrist. But the way that Rolex, just like as, as an example, pays attention to every single little detail on their watch is impeccable. Like the quality is insane. Mm-hmm. I can give my watch, the one I'm wearing right now, to my great, 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 great grandkids. And as long as they service it every seven to 10 years, it'll still work. Yeah. And it'll still look beautiful. There's literally some Mariners from World War II that mm-hmm. people sell for millions. It's millions of dollars. It's insane. Yeah. And they still work. And there's, and they'll be stainless steel and they sell for millions oh, of dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So if you like watches, how do you feel about like this, all this AP hype recently and all this like Patek Philippe and all this other stuff? Do you think that'll last or are you like a... Uh, what is your thoughts on all that? Well, I'll tell you this. The most popular watches right now, I'd say, is Richard Mille, RM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard Milley, as some people like to pronounce it. Patek Philippe, Audemars Piguet, and Rolex. Yeah. I would say those are the most... Rolex, always timeless. Never will lose its value. I feel like rappers don't talk about Rolex as much anymore. I hear the Paddocks and the Richards and everything now. Really, I mean, I feel like even AP is like the hype that, that was there maybe like two, three years ago. People aren't talking about APs as much anymore. Because it's a fad. Bro, like my jeweler literally told me, he's like, do not buy an AP. Mm. It is way too expensive right now. Just wait. And if you still want one in five years, you can get one and it's going to be way cheaper. Yeah. And now... Patek Philippe is a whole different animal. Yeah. Pateks always hold their value. Yeah. They're even though there's like a bubble right now and they're super, super hot, even in five years if no one gives a shit about Patek Philippe. Patek it will still always be Patek. It'll always be arguably <clears throat> the best crafted 
timepiece on planet earth mm-hmm. you know to a watch nerd yeah <laughs> honestly there's a lot of watches that i mean there's a lot of rolex watches that really hold their value i really want like my i think my next purchase if i like drop a little bit on a watch or a little more than like what i have in the past i want the the newest like batman gmt with a jubilee dude i'm literally picking mine up tomorrow really you sort how sort. Where, where, where did you get it from somebody or you got it from rolex i know it's been like it was like a long reserve list for a long time and a wait list like i got it from rolex See, bro, I'm like this podcast. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Drops the mic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, crazy. Congrats on that, though. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm gonna come. I, I need to see it when you pick it up. No, bro. I got you. Well, I mean, dude, like, like, let me go. Let me let me wear this for a week. You know, <laughs> take it on a test drive. You know, bro, it's crazy how, how how some people are so crazy about watches, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised I haven't asked you this yet. But did sneakers ever really have an impact on your life or your brand? You know, I think for me, I was never really like a sneakerhead at first. Like, yeah. I'm I've always been like a kind of cozy guy. Like, I don't really I'm not really into shoes too much. Like, I've I've always like been like an onlooker or an admirer of like shoe culture but never really too into it i kind of fell into it on accident because i'm good friends with like christian and kais and like mike and everybody who's in that same space but i've never been like oh man let me go buy sbs like i bought sbs when i was in like middle school because i skateboarded and like i needed shoes to skateboard in or like i bought jordan ones because like i liked the silhouette at the time and i think i remember when i was like actually the only time i really bought shoes like for real for real was like maybe my like ninth tenth grade a year of high school when like all the foams were popular okay and like you'd have like the concords and like the 11s and all the hype shoes and that was for like purpose of like maybe getting girls or something like that but i was <laughs> never like oh man i gotta get this the only shoe i've been like that for is like ones my little brother's more of a sneakerhead than me like he's the one who like forced me to like get something he'll be like oh i want these off-whites like you know somebody like can you get these or like i'll buy them for myself and he's like if you don't wear them after a month i wear them myself like i'll come i'll come home and like my little brother, he's like a half size bigger than me, would be wearing my shoes. And I'm like, where'd you get this? He's like, he's like, you haven't worn these for a month. I figured you didn't want them anymore. It's just like, it's like, all right, Trevor, like, I feel you. He's like, go, just take them to school. I get you. But, um, yeah, take him out for a spin. Yeah, it's like, just go ahead. But, like, I'd say, like, I had like a subtle culture, but not, not so much of like a super influence. Gotcha. I like shoes. I'm an onlooker. I think one, ones are my favorite shoe, hands down. But, mm. I've never been like that guy that's like, oh man, I got to get this fit off. Like I'm like a basic, like I wear slides every day. Like I had a pair of Gucci slides that I like beat to the dirt for like three years. You know what I mean? (laughs) That my friend got me for graduation. Like I'm like slippers, sandals, anything like comfortable all day. Like that's my thing. Shoe shoe culture. Nah, not really. Just on locker for sure. What's been my favorite piece of clothing to wear the last like few weeks is a $10 flannel that I got from Costco. Really? Dude. Costco is fire, bro. It is fire. Costco got some <laughs> gas stuff, bro. I don't, I don't blame you. You know what's crazy? I went to catch and I wore it because I was like, fuck it. Uh-huh. But it's a, do- it's a genuinely, it's a dope flannel. Yeah. And like, I wore it and I was like, fuck it. So I, I, I get to uh, catch and like, some dude literally stops me when I'm walking down the hallway. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he's like, dude, where did you get that flannel? Is that Balenciaga? Uh, and I'm like, you're, <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, let's go with that one. Dude, I was like, oh, no, it's actually a lot cheaper than that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Did you tell him it was from Costco? I did. Uh, he's, okay, probably like, he's probably like, oh, I can't believe it. No way. It's, he's like, you're lying. He probably thought you were a liar for yeah, sure. Dude, I, I, probably. He walked away like, this guy's an asshole. He won't tell me where he got that fire sweater from. He's like lying. Then he's going to be in Costco tomorrow getting eggs like, oh my God, he wasn't lying. Give me one in every color yeah. right now. It's like every color, every size. He's like, I need oversized. I need true to size fit. I need all this. It's like, I'm going to wear these with Depends these ones. On what, yeah. Depends on what kind of fit I need to get yeah, out. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. And and like, dude, um, it's not always about the most expensive piece. I feel like you don't always need that kind of attention. Definitely like social not. media makes people think like, oh man, I got to be the freshest guy all the time. But like, I mean, dude, we're regular people. Like you like to chill. Like you're chilling right now. Like you, like I would like someone who knows would be like, oh man, like you have a great fit on right now. You're flossing quote unquote, but like yeah. you're not flexing. Like you're just chilling. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't always have to be the freshest dude in the room or like have the floss like all the jewelry or all the watch all the time. It's like, I don't wear my watch every day. I don't wear jewelry every day. It's oh, like, dude. I'm chilling. Like, yeah. So do you think that high plan will ever become something that's not comfortable and not really like your style? You know what I mean? Do you think it, you could ever make like, not classy, but more like dinner, like black and white tie event or something like that? Could you ever go there, you think? Can I go there myself? Yes. But will high plan go there? No. I think a big part is like knowing your demographic. Of course. And I think that, it wouldn't fit or resonate well with the kind of customer that I have. I wouldn't, I feel like it would be, it would be not authentic to the consumer. Myself, I'd like to make stuff like that. I think it'd be challenging and dope to like 
you know, make some kind of product but like maybe that. maybe a but different brand. Yeah, like I'm working, I'm like just as like an inside, I'm working on another brand that I'm, I plan on launching in like the fall. I don't have like a name for it yet. I'm trying to figure out like, but it'll be like a more higher end, like mid Dope. mid to higher tier division. And I like, it's because I like that kind of stuff for myself. And then I'm working on like a little more expensive piece to hype land where it's like a little more expensive, more experimental also too. And then I want to do like a brand that's like dirt cheap, sell it to Walmart, be like a that's cash brand from like a business standpoint. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, I feel like it's, it's all like a balance. You know what I mean? Like I want to keep, I feel like each price point has a different consumer. So you have to like play into like that consumer group, you know, evenly for each thing. Well, man, like what, what are the next steps for Hypeline? What do you think? What's coming next? Is there something you can give us a sneak peek on? Naruto Collection is probably our biggest collaboration to date. Yeah. I'm working on like a collaboration with some of my like favorite like childhood shows. I can't disclose it because I know it's going to be somebody listening who will go out and has a relationship and will steal it first because they didn't think about it. But we're doing like a lot of exciting stuff with like Crunchyroll. I have a lot of stuff planned for the Olympics. Fire. It's a couple shows, anniversaries like this year and next year that we're like part of. So I'm really excited with a lot of that stuff. It really, It's a really a ton of stuff within like the anime space and then in general i'm excited to kind of get back to like my core streetwear stuff i'm doing a lot of like cut and sew for this year a lot more like stuff that's not inspired by streetwear so i really want to kind of get back to like designing the stuff that i love outside of anime so you know it's just like a fun growth process i'll tell you more like off the grid but you know on this mic y'all can't listen because people people be stealing from you and never know who's listening (laughs) well yeah man dude like thank you for coming on and like talking about like kind of like how you started your brand and i'm so happy to see it take off and like where it is you. now. Yeah. That's fire, man. I'm proud of you, man. That, that shit's sick. I'm I appreciate pro- you. I'm proud of you. No, I'm proud of you too, bro. I feel like <laughs> I feel I'm happy that all of my homies are like doing good. It's like yeah. it's dope to be able to like be like, yo, we could talk about Japan. We're all the same age. Like yeah. we all have like similar upbringings, family values, like within the same proximity. But it's rare that you know people of our age are able to even like talk and relate on like this level of doing totally. stuff. It's like you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, and we can kind of come together Absolutely. on our similar interests because we all work hard and like we you know put our heads not even in the books but put our heads in our crafts and like just get our things going you know what i'm saying absolutely man there's so many different ways to become successful than just putting your head in a book of you know what i mean so i literally we could literally keep talking for three hours yeah. and we probably will after this yeah but yeah man i mean like we're gonna have you again don't worry Appreciate we'll have that. you on again but dude what i always do at the end of the show is i always give my guests an opportunity like just you know plug yourself the floor is yours first of all make sure you follow me jordan bentley Hypeland, H-Y-P-L-A-N-D. There's no E in there. I want to give a big shout out to my mom. I think that's the end note. Like, my mom is amazing. She's where I am today. Yeah, man. Keep chasing your dreams, bro. I feel like everybody's young. So, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I've been in the same position. Go out and follow your dreams. Get your internships. Learn as much as possible. Learning is the foundation to success. That's it. I feel like that's corny, but whatever. No, y'all dude, that's not y'all corny. Y'all feel me, you know. That's not corny. That's get, some get good ass edu- advice right get there. Get your education, guys. You'll be, you'll be <laughs> smart, you know. Anyway, make sure you guys go follow Jordan and Hypeland both on Instagram. Go check them out. Honestly, such a dope brand. I've worn Hypeland in like my videos. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've seen it a couple times. You um, don't post that often no more, bro. Where's the uploads at? Your I channel's know. dead. I know. Your channel's just dying. Dude, Unsubscribe. I, man, <laughs> I need to do it. I know I need to, but yeah. Make, hey, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Go follow Yeezy Busto on Instagram, you know. <laughs> Before I expose his identity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. On that note. <laughs> it's like podcast over. Bye. <laughs> well, actually, yes. Podcast over. Bye, guys. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks again, Jordan. Right. Peace. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.